Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Bio Talk Bio, the official podcast of the Colorado Rockies subreddit. I'm Zach, otherwise known as username Zach17. Uh, we got the usuals today. What's up, guys? What's up, John? Username JFoster15. Hey guys, I'm Jason, username JSA17. All right, so um, the segue is baseball is like almost here, so just jump on the segue. We'll take you there. We're rolling. Stole that from Sleeper in the Bust, I know, but you I did. love it. <laughs> it's, our, it's, our have... last, yeah, it's our last podcast without actual baseball being played. Right. And we have a, there's a spring training game today. We record on Sundays, for those of you who don't know. Um, there's a spring training game today and a spring training game on Tuesday. And uh, that's it. It's a little weird that they're taking it. They have a day off on Monday and then they play a game on Tuesday. But, what can yeah, you but nobody know? likes Mondays. Yeah. Tuesday's going to be <laughs> a weird game because I bet they don't even want to roll out. Do we out still have Purple Mondays? Yeah, uh, should be. Definitely. I think we should have. Do I think we should have. I think we should just. I, I'm. I'm on the bus that we should just wear purple at home. Yeah, every single Always time. Always wear purple. Every game. Yeah. I'd be fine I mean, if like, like when on like Fridays they wear the black vests, but yeah. Otherwise, purple. Who's the, user, who's the user? Who's all the stats on when we uh, when we wear um, certain vests or jerseys and our stats on that? Uh, I think those last it? year. I yeah. It was like Gardox or Gastrox, something like that. Gastrox. Yeah, I think Gardax, it was Gastrox. Gastrox. Yeah, one of those. There's Gastrox and there's Gardax and there. Yeah. yeah. I two. guess we could start with uh because we're doing a shorter podcast because we got things to do and baseball's almost here. We're all just antsy. Do you have any um, superstitions, guys, in baseball? Don't uh, ever talk about a no hitter. Right. <laughs> um, if. We are if we go through like six innings where we haven't done anything and then we score a bunch of the seventh. I will not move from where I'm sitting, and I, <laughs> like if my beer's empty, I'm not going to go grab another one. I'm just not moving from where I'm, I'm sitting. So he wears there. a diaper past the fifth <laughs> inning just in case. Yeah, I uh, I do. I I pretend I'm not superstitious, but I am. I'm not superstitious about literally anything in my life except for baseball and then when it comes no to baseball i'm just out there when it comes to superstitions for the record we do have a rule on the subreddit we need to repeat before game threads start again because zach will ban you i will it happened <laughs> once he will we're very superstitious people and nobody wants to see that um if you so the first two innings if you're like oh my god it could be a no hitter yeah whatever fuck it we just make a joke Fluck, flunking Flunking it out, making a joke, just was mumbling. <laughs> just flunked out of grammar school, apparently. So nothing ever happened right there. The um, the thing is, after the second inning, please don't mention a no hitter in progress. Nobody likes that. Just yeah, just don't say it. Everybody hates you. It. So basically, wear purple all the time. Don't mention a no hitter. Um, Charlie should never cut his hair or his beard. Oh, did you guys see that Pint's got a beard now? That's what Pint I heard. Apparently, has a beard. I also heard in John Gray's interview in a game the other day, he said that he will not be cutting his hair during the season this time because you guys, I'm sure, remember last year that he cut his hair off and was terrible for a little while after he did. Yeah, that so, start after the All Star break against the Mets was a mess. Yeah, so he's keeping his hair through the entire season. And he said at the end of the season he's going to cut it off and donate it again, but that he's not going to cut it mid season this time. So he's apparently superstitious as well. Yeah, John's had a nice couple of last outings as well. Yeah, he's yeah. looked really good. A Our pitching staff better. in general has too, because Tyler Anderson looked pretty okay. Chad Bettis has looked pretty good the last couple starts. It's like Free- that thing where you're saying, don't worry about spring training was true. 
Yeah, Freeland looked good the other day. He was uh, his kind of his normal ground ball self. He let up a couple runs early, but it was he he got a quality start. He only threw seventy five pitches in six innings. He, yeah, yeah, he had a good start too. Well, Freeland's going to be our contact pitcher. Um, he's not crazy good at strikeouts. If he limits his walks and limits it to soft contact. And I know he he came close last year, but if there was a pitcher that I would say is starting a game that I'm even more than John Gray most confident um, that we're going to be banning people from mentioning no hitters is, is Freeland, just because he gets so many ground balls and everything like that. That when Freeland's out there, I just I have so much confidence in that and kid. I love so watching good. him pitch. Yeah, except past like September or something, wasn't that the issue? Well, he got tired. Got tired. Which, in a rookie season, is to be expected. What do you usually expect in a rookie season of uh, no sophomore season of a rookie pitcher? Because we got Freeland and Marquez now, who are now going to be in their second year, and they both kind of slowed down at the end. Do you expect them to slow down again? Are there going to be inning limits again? I think the Rockies have come out and said there's no inning limit per se. I don't think that they have a strict number. They're just going to monitor it. So I don't know. It doesn't sound like they have a number in their head, but they have a, you know, if they if like but in august freeland's struggling they might play around with the dl a little bit put him on the 10 day and let him rest yeah which i mean it's yeah is 100 percent understandable and you know you have these guys i think i mean double a plays 130 somewhat games i think every season yeah so it's not totally surprising that you have these kids that um are wearing down at the end like it's it's really just to be expected i feel like yeah, I mean, what a high school pitcher's pitch, 50 innings, and then you get to college and you maybe pitch 75, 80. Like, you're not going to eclipse 100 in high school or college that often. Yeah, it's, it's so it's, it's I guess, um, looks like they play 140-some-odd games in. Well, what's uh, interesting to me is when you're when it's early in the season, you've got uh, Marquez, and it's the seventh inning, and he's thrown 90 pitches, and it's a shutout. What, are you going to take him out, you think? With the bullpen we have and the depth of bullpen we have, then uh, yeah, I see him coming out. I mean, assuming that he's not, you know, throwing a no hitter or something like that. If he just has the shutout going, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I, I think Bud is willing to lean on that. I mean, in San Diego, he leaned on that bullpen a lot, and it was a good bullpen. And now we obviously have a good bullpen, so I think Bud is more than happy to lean on the bullpen. What's interesting, I looked up uh, ESPN's uh, pitching for us, and they have a pitching per pitches per game started for last year. And Senzi would do 110.9. Uh, Hoffman would be 100.6. Chatty was 98.6. Anderson was 93.6. Freeland was 91.9. And Marquez was 91.8. And John Gray was 91.7. I think we got more pitches out of our starting pitchers last year than we had in a, like a really long time. We were up there in the innings pitched and pitches thrown by starters. And, uh, you know, we've always talked about it, that if when the Rockies pitching does well, the Rockies do well. I think all four times we've made the playoffs, we've had above average pitching, and last year is included in that. Um, and last year we had, yeah, we had more innings pitched and just more pitches thrown by our starters because they were staying deep into games and, and not, you know, we weren't struggling to bring guys in after four innings because... Right. The starting pitcher had blown up. It's been great having the feeling of actually having a starter that you think can go past five. Like we have not had that feeling where most starters could go past five as Rockies fans in many years. Yeah, I mean, I, I think when you look at our staff, the there's nobody that I worry is just going to. I mean, obviously they're going to get blown up. It happens. It's pitching, but 
there's nobody that I worry going into a start where I say, man, this guy's got to make it through at least five to help us out here. I mean, they're, they're all capable of it, and I, I'm not worried about a blow-up, even though it's going to happen eventually for all of them. And, yeah, last year, I think the Tylers were maybe, Tyler Chatwood and Tyler Anderson exactly. were maybe the ones that you're most like, all right, you need to get through five. But especially, like, if Chatwood started walking, guys, that's when I got nervous. But if he got through that first inning without a walk or anything like that, then I was like, all right, Chatty's here and he's going to pitch well. And Anderson, kind of the same way. Anderson, if he wasn't walking, guys, he was going to have a good outing. But I wasn't ever stressed about them pitching. It just was like, all right, this one thing needs to happen. If it and if it happens, they're going to do well. The first two innings of Tyler Anderson's start, I was always stressed. And then, yeah, yeah, and you're not wrong. And then if he settles in, Tyler Anderson can can really he deal. Can go. Um, any guesses on who was the innings pitched leader of the Rockies last year? Herman Marquez. Marquez. Yep. 162. Freeland was 156. Chatty was 147. Sensei was 134. John Gray was 110. And Hoffman was 99.1. Yeah, Marquez was actually the only pitcher that the Rockies had last year that qualified for the ERA title. Um, which is interesting because we only used eight starting pitchers last year. So to only have one starting pitcher qualify for the ERA title is a little surprising um you just had you had injuries and be, and guys moving in and out and everything like that you know john gray only pitched 110 because of his broken foot and things like that but well it's and, a little surprising that only one person qualified for the era title well and sensatella and chatwood were in the bullpen for at least a month or two and so they racked up some innings there and there were guys that certainly were right there. You just need, you need to pitch 162 innings to qualify for the ERA title, and we had a couple guys, you know, within less than 10 innings of that. It just they they just didn't quite make it. So and there were injuries, and then there was also pitchers named Jordan Lyles who took some innings, <laughs> right? Which I yeah, forget. yeah. One of the things that I've I've been on this offseason was saying I don't I don't know how much we really improved our bullpen, and then somebody mentioned, hey, Jordan Lyles is not going to pitch any innings this year. Well, that's an upgrade right there. That is an upgrade right there. Someone like Caper Nine for the team, and and we're talking about the bullpen being great. Um, Jake McGee's Caper Nine was nine point one. Hollins was basically eleven. Otto was actually ten point six three, despite all the walks. Uh, Mike Dunn was ten point one nine. Zach Roscup, well, he only pitched seven innings, so but a twelve point eight six strikeouts per nine with Roscup. Barely Roscup's out of options too, so he's good at Roscup make the team. is yeah. Roscup is one yeah. of two players that we have along with Chris Russin that has no options. Estevez well, still working through his thing. Yeah. He's got an oblique. I, I wanna see what's happening with Diaz though. I mean he's always been intriguing to me. He's had a good spring, I think. If I I mean the times that I've paid attention he's done well. The um BSN podcast, their guest, whose name I can never remember, uh, who mm-hmm. writes for MLB.com. Oh, Randawa? Yeah, Randawa. I can never remember that guy's name. He, Miles. I think, predicted that Ross, Ross Cup would be there, would be the Rockies' like breakout pitcher this year. So, might be something to keep an eye on. I mean, we've been waiting on Oberg to break out for, what, three years now? And he's finally... He, he had a is. good end of the season. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he was throwing gas in the in the wild card game. Yeah, that does something to me. Yeah, so that should be fun to watch. So speaking of wild card games, that is the postseason. Do you guys think that we're going to make it to the postseason again this year? I think that we're going to be the second wild card again this year. And if we're not the second wild card, it's because the Brewers beat us by like a game. 
I don't know if you guys have looked at the Brewers starting rotation to start the year. Yeah, it's but, terrible, uh, but yeah, a lot, I mean, of, it, lot of injuries. Yeah, I mean, it's got Yuli Chassin, so shout out. Uh, <laughs> Are they doing a four-man for a while? They're going to do four-man for the first run-through because their off days work that way. And a lot of teams will do that where the first go-through of the rotation, since there's off days built into home openings, you always have that day after the home opener just in case there's a rain out. Um, so a lot of teams could do that four man to start the run through the year. I think we did it last year, if I remember correctly. For a second, maybe. Yeah, for that first go through. Um, is and so their fifth. I don't even know. Brandon Woodruff is a prospect of theirs that'll probably make the fist bump. But regardless, I'm not worried about the Brewers just because of their pitching. I'm more worried about St. Louis. Out of the I'm still so worried about the Brewers because they're hitting. I mean, their pitching just has to be average. And do you think everybody, like Chase Anderson, is going to step step back? Yes. I'd hope so, but... I mean, I, I don't... It's not that I don't like Chase Anderson. I just... He, I, I could look up his numbers right now to see if it, he overperformed, but it felt like he overperformed. But you want to talk St. Louis. I, I think St. Louis, they get Alex Reyes back, who had Tommy John surgery, and he was a top prospect, arguably the top prospect in baseball. Um, they've got another pitching prospect um, whose name escapes me right now, uh, who's really good as well. Fam. Tommy Pham had a breakout year. I'm not sure he'll get a six-win season again. But Jose Martinez. Yeah, and you know they got Matt Carpenter had a down year last year. I don't expect Matt Carpenter to have a down year. Right. Um, yeah, I just I think St. Louis is there's no glaring weakness for St. Louis. Their bullpen is not amazing, but it's adequate. Their offense is... Well, they don't is, have a closer right now. They picked Gregerson, and Gregerson's hurt right now. Tyler, How the remember the name? Remember the name Tyler Lyons. I don't know why the Cardinals haven't name. gone out and signed Greg Holland. Like, if I'm the Cardinals no, general manager, I'm signing Greg Holland right now. Tyler Lyons is why they haven't signed Greg Holland. I guess, There's I mean... I get, and we talk about how annoying the Cardinals are and the fact that they can... Like their entire roster could get hurt tomorrow, and they'll still win eighty games because they'll pull a bunch of guys out of Double A AA and Triple A that will somehow you know contend for Rookie of the Year every single one of them. Paul DeYoung, shout out. Yeah, uh, I mean it's just they're they're annoying. <laughs> yeah, and that's, Cardinals, stop that's being annoying. When I look at us, if I if I think we get the second wild card, it's because St. Louis got the first wild card. I feel if, like most of our history, we've been the opposite team of St. Louis because St. Louis has always been just good enough and then sometimes great and just good enough, sometimes great with these consistently like winning seasons out of nowhere. And we were talking about before the pod is that if you were a Rockies fan, you did never, you would rarely expect them to finish over 500. And yeah, what's the last time we went into a year expecting that? Was it 2011, 2000? 2011. Yeah, that's gonna be the last year where we went into a year thinking we were really good. We're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, we're we're fighting for the playoffs. And we were talking in 2016. um, We were a good team until August, and that was the latest we'd stayed above 500 in 2016 since like the whole 2010 debacle. Ugh. And it was. I think 2016, um, you know, the team was pretty similar to what the team we had in 2017 was with the, you know, obviously glaring exception of of Greg Holland, who um, was a big step up for that bullpen. Mm -hmm. But I think 2016 and 2017 are good um, indicators of the management styles of the two, because I think that if you had a a not Walt Weiss managing that 2016 team, they fight for that playoff spot instead of finishing 12 games below 500 maybe 
Well, it just there got- was so much there was so much mismanagement on Walt Weiss's part. I mean, the, the thing about Walt Weiss is that he had never coached above high school level. He literally went from the coach of the Regis baseball team, the Regis high school baseball team, to the coach of the Colorado Rockies. That was his career path. He also so, never learned how to get emotions onto his face. Yeah, I mean, he didn't. He didn't. I'll, I'll never forget Tulo getting tossed out because Walt Weiss just stood there when Tulo was arguing. But it was there was so much mismanagement of that pen, especially late in the season when guys were tired and everything like that. Um, yeah, I think a different manager in 2016 has that team at 500, not 12 games below. Yeah. Fangraphs uh, effectively wild was saying that like the fact that we have Bud Black may have pushed us over the edge a little bit. Good managers manage good teams. Yeah, I mean, but Black is his his impact is like immeasurable at this point, in my opinion. I think that it's it's hard to say where we'd be without him, but it's easy to say that he's a positive impact on the team. I mean, as long as we're not bunting. All the time. No bunting, please. Not in no course bunting. No bunting. I did have I did have a random thought. You guys heard about the minor league uh, law that basically says minor leaguers don't deserve rights. Yeah. Well, not rights, but no payment rights. Yeah. Payment. No they overtime deserve, for you, even though you work way more than forty <laughs> hours a week. Yeah. All they, day, don't, every they don't. Day. They don't deserve to be paid a living wage. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe instead instead of like actually having a union and a strike, all the minor league teams could just have every single member of the team bunt. <laughs> <laughs> just until, until they get more money there's like and it's another bunt and it's another bunt and well just, then but the, the problem with that is that rob manfred will respond by loading the bases to start every inning uh, <laughs> oh God. so uh, speaking of fan graphs you brought up fan you graphs, know i would I, I would go to that game though if there was like a one-time exhibition game bases are loaded you can only bunt just to see it it's like a so he, mario baseball game right there you no, brought up Fangraphs, and Effectively Wild recently had their podcast on um, the predictions for the Rockies. What did you guys think of it? Well, I it, think we talked about how informed. Yeah, I think we just talked about how we didn't know who that person was, though, which threw me for a loop. <laughs> Jesse Spector is who Fangraphs had on as their um, Rockies person, which... Sounds like I, a ghost. We, he, <laughs> he, writes for, he writes for Rockies magazine, so it's, it's, it's tough to think that he's truly objective when he is somebody that kind of writes for their marketing team yeah his his big point that i remember was ottavino was the six percent walk rate for ottavino most of his career than 16 percent last year last year yeah he still had the strikeout potential too yeah, I did enjoy when Jeff Sullivan read off the walk rate. Six percent, six percent, six percent, sixteen percent. And he also Ben Lindbergh brought up that you know they did, and we've mentioned it before that the Rockies had the best ground ball rate of any team last year. Um, so that's certainly something that needs to continue. The way the guys pitch, if you look at any of the graphs for um, even our starting pitchers, uh, a lot of them work down in the zone which is you know that's how you induce ground balls a lot of time right. so it's something that hopefully can continue um jesse mcmahon though had the rockies at 91 and 71 Ooh. which i don't think that's that's I, more than optimistic yeah i, I would don't say even that's think on my most I, I, don't, I just don't think on my most homerish day that I could pick the Rockies. I think another reason that that's not going to happen is the Giants probably got slightly better until the Madison Bumgarner thing. And but, Jeff Samarja. Yeah, and Shark is hurt. Okay, so maybe they didn't. 
<laughs> I think so. The, the the Giants coming into the season, I think, were a good team, but they still need a lot of things to go right. And now that things have started to go wrong, I think it just kind of. I feel like the Giants' season is over, and I hope I'm not eating those words because it's the Giants, and I hope they do poorly every single year. But right. Uh, well, I, I mean, think they needed, they needed a lot to go right, and things are already starting to go wrong for them. Yeah, and there's like their starting rotation to start the year without Bumgarner and without Samarja is going to look rough. It, I mean, it's going to be rough. They're start, who's starting an opening day? Ty Block, Johnny Cueto? Stratton. Yep. Cueto. Block, Cueto, and then I can't even name their fifth starter up. Exactly. My That's my point. <laughs> their, their pitching staff needed a healthy Bumgarner and a healthy Samarja. Even Samarja, with all his flaws, he led the National League in innings pitch last year, which is... Now, there's value in that. think Stratton's going to do One it. thing about rolling out that you know, a poor pitching staff is that Petco is the fourth most uh, pitcher friendly park in the majors. AT&T. So you, or yes, excuse yeah. me, AT&T, not Petco, but you can get away with a lot at AT&T that you wouldn't get away with elsewhere. Like if right. you rolled that same rotation out in Coors, it's going to get blown up. But at AT&T, it kind of gets protected a little bit. There was somebody saying that there could be a, a trade. The giants could trade somebody just to get some starter. Who do they trade? Who? Yeah, and and that's the thing. You know, they've got such a deep who? prospect system with yeah, those, they're, they're, you know, those far, guys with the prospects <laughs> and the grit. No, they're bad. Their farm system is terrible. It's, they don't. There's, it's there's Elio no contract Ramos and then everything else. Yeah. yeah, there's not a contract that you would take off their hands that isn't a pitcher. Like I feel like maybe guys would trade for Ty Block or things like that, but you're not. They're not going to trade away Ty Block. Okay, theory. We theory. give them Sensatella. No. And Desmond. No. And Desmond. <laughs> no. and take the entire Desmond <laughs> no. contract. No. no. so they mentioned on the fangraphs podcast they got me searching and i'm still not defending the amount of ian desmond's contract or really even that he signed with the rockies because it still doesn't make sense but (laughs) it didn't ever happen something that came up in that podcast was that ian desmond and cargo are the same age Age. uh they're they're within a month of each other and so if you go back through ian desmond's prior previous five seasons um, Ian Desmond in his previous five season has put up 13 war. Cargo has put up 8.5 war. Hmm. Uh, Desmond has seasons of 4.8 war, 4.0 war, and 3.3 war, whereas Cargo has one season of 4.7 war, and then everything else is below three, uh, and has two negative war seasons in there, whereas Desmond has one. Now, granted, Desmond's season last year was worse than Cargo's. They were both negative war. Um, Desmond had more negative war than Cargo did, but. It suddenly made me start thinking, all right, Breidich maybe wasn't insane for signing Desmond. He signed him for way too much, and the thought behind playing Desmond at first base was wrong. But if you look at Desmond and Cargo side by side, Desmond has has been better the last five years than Cargo has been. I think there's two kinds of Rockies fans right now. There's the Rockies fans who think Ian Desmond can get better, and the Rockies fans who think Desmond's going to get worse or stay the same. I don't think he can be possibly worse than he was last year i'm just not expecting i think he can be because he'll play more games that's that's a fair point but yeah he'll be you can you can't assume bad health and he did have a couple injuries last year true um i mean <laughs> if there's a time when ian desmond comes out of the gate and he's struggling and so they call up ryan mcmahon and throw Ian Desmond in left field. And then he keeps struggling. And then they call up David Dahl and put him in left field. And then Desmond's a bench player or a utility guy who plays. Or I think, a pinch runner who doesn't slide. 
I would be perfectly fine, <laughs> which annoys the crap out of me. If There's many reasons why I don't like Ian Desmond, and the main year. one is that he makes too much money. But the second part is that he does not slide back to first base when he's getting picked off. And I knew the second I saw him do it, he was going to get picked off eventually. And it was like two days later, and he got picked okay. off. And I was so mad. Okay. It's, he still like I don't I don't think that I'm with you John that I just don't think Desmond can be worse just because last season was so bad so bad and I get that he's gonna play more games but it's a par argument he's just he's never he's, he's never he's never gonna live up to I mean he's making 22 million dollars this year and it's just it's not possible for him to live up to that in my mind the thing that Desmond brings that uh, effectively Wild did talk about is we finally have tried things that seemed he might have started working as the Rockies. It took us 25 years, but ground balls, uh, soft contact, um, but we never really tried a speed team. Yeah, that is something that has been brought up before by other people. Nobody that's been affiliated with the Rockies, though. I've just seen it by Purple Row and stuff, which I wouldn't consider affiliated with them. But yes, an entire team made up of Billy Hamilton type players would be interesting. And I just wouldn't mind seeing it. And it's it would so be so many singles um, be doubles. So many singles be doubles, so many doubles be triples. Billy Hamilton actually has his bat has started to come around. He's still got a really low average, but um It'd be interesting to watch Billy Hamilton and Coors. How many? Yeah, inside we should the park probably sign another outfielder. Yeah, eleven's yeah. <laughs> not enough. It's not. Can we also get a left-handed yet. one? I feel like we're <laughs> short on that. <laughs> it would be. I wonder how many inside the park home runs Hamilton could get if he played eighty-one games a year in Coors Field. Fangraphs, do it. There's a, there, yeah, there's Zach. A, I know you have the new out of the park uh, baseball. Yeah. yeah. Totally worked for a full 30 minutes. The rocks were up 6 nothing. then it crashed. <laughs> it died on you. Yeah, so... Um, and, the, you know, the Rockies have consistently been in the lower part of the league, so we were 25th last year in stolen bases. Um, they've consistently been down there in stolen bases, so it's not... I mean, it's... It's something that is interesting to think about with the Billy Hamilton, specifically when you talk about the Rockies, just because it's something the Rockies don't do. Well, and you mentioned earlier in the week on Reddit that we've always had negative defensive runs saved for the center fielder, and that's where Billy Hamilton's value is, is he's a good defensive center Mm -hmm. fielder. It's just so hard to play center field at Coors. And so the thing I brought up with you guys that just is such a – funny stat almost is is among center fielders that have played for the Rockies and have played more than half the season in center field so you figure 700 innings is half the season um, there have been 14 players that have played at least 700 innings in a season uh, in the Rockies 25 year history and only one of those players has ever posted a positive DRS and it was defenses run saved as DRS it was uh, Corey Sullivan in 2006 oh, really? had two defensive run saved it's the only wow. player to ever post a positive drs in coors field but moving field. charlie blackman from center field is like moving charlie blackman from first yeah it's just i you i don't think you can move blackman from center because he's not like he's certainly not a plus defender but he's not a bad defender either like he serves his position well and he outside of like rimal tapia is who we have to play center field and, and tapia as much was doing as I bad like, reads recently too yeah right? and as much as i like tapia i would rather see chuck play center field all day long over tapia yeah if we re-sign chuck i wouldn't be surprised if he ends up sticking in left field long term with that contract uh but yeah I, I think he's the center field if he resigns he's the center fielder for at least 
three more seasons this season, three. next season, and the season after that. And, and last year would certainly best. make sense for him because he doesn't have a positive arm. Like, Chuck no. just doesn't have a very good arm, so left no. field works. But yeah, I just don't see him at this point moving out of center. Yeah. Are there some things that might surprise you this season if you like look at the depth chart? Is there somebody you think is going to really surprise us all? Um, I. It, I guess it depends on your opinion of it, but I can see Cargo having a really good season this year and everybody being like, all right, I'm glad we signed him. So it depends. That that surprise depends on your opinion of whether or not you're happy with your re-signed Cargo. Yeah. I would love to be surprised by that. I would too. That'd be, that'd be dope. Did you guys see the, the, the tweet yesterday of Gerardo Parra, DJ LeMayhu, Charlie Blackman, and Cargo? Um, carpooling? Car, carpooling to... to Cargo pooling, and that that right there was just a, again why they signed cargo. I mean, I get that it's just a random carpool, but those guys sitting there having fun in that car was it just screamed cargo to me. Yeah, and I don't know. I haven't read the article. I saw it on the Denver Post. Uh, Patrick Saunders writing about the the dynamic between Nolan. Chuck Cargo and DJ, and how this is probably the last season all four will play together. I haven't read it yet, but it sounds like uh, there's some interesting stuff in there that just delves into the relationship those four have together. And I think it was Jenny Kavanaugh was kind of joking about um, Nolan and Cargo because she was saying that when you ask Nolan about Cargo, it's like he's a teenager with a crush almost. Like he starts chuckling and giggling when he talks about Cargo. And, you know, you can talk about, yeah, the, the contract side of it, but if you have players that are that attached to cargo, then I think it's a good thing to have them in your locker room regardless. Sure. Well, we have that picture up of Nolan giving cargo a big bear hug. It's the greatest picture. It's just That's the greatest great. picture. And then, they t- so and then well, then Jenny Kavnar claimed that Nolan isn't a hugger, but two of the most famous pictures of Nolan are him <laughs> yeah, hugging cargo hugging and him hugging Todd. Todd. <laughs> And he's giving think, him like a childlike bear hug, you know? Like, know. Right. He's like hugging Santa. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. My two weird, bold things that probably are not going to happen, but I would love if they did happen. Tom Murphy somehow cracks out 15 home runs, at least. And I can see it. Trevor Story somehow steals 15 bases. Trevor has sneaky speed. I could see 15 stolen bases from Trevor because I think seven his, his on base. Year. I think his on base percentage is going to go way up this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, in that in that prediction thread, I said Trevor Story is going to be a third best hitter this year behind Charlie and Nolan. Obviously, uh, I think he's going to be good this year. I think we're going to see, you know, a three or four win season from Trevor. And it's just spring, but if the spring that Trevor's having carries over into the season he absolutely will be our third best hitter and really could challenge Chuck and Nolan for that top spot. Like he's just having such a good spring. And let's not forget, we opened the series in Arizona, hey. which last time we did that, Trevor story went bonkers. Oh. Right. Is Grank So is Granky there? Is Granky going to be healthy? Is he going to be no. the early day starter? No, it's Patrick Corbin. They know it is Patrick Corbin. I would that's give right. Granky time for the Diamondbacks. Well, I, I feel like they to. should just. I feel like they should just start Granky. That's what I think. <laughs> for us, <laughs> do for it. Us. just for do us. It. For baseball, come sake. on, guys, do us John, a solid here. Was your bold thing that Trevor Story is a good baseball player? Yes, my other bold thing was that <laughs> our boy Jeff Hoffman will lead the starting pitchers in strikeouts per nine. Really? Now he has a shoulder injury, which is slightly scary, but 
I think with our new organizational stuff, we're much more careful with pitchers. So my original thought was that he would be up mid-May and then he would stick the rest of the year. I'm going to change that to early June and then he's going to lead the starters in strikeouts per nine and it's going to be above 11, which is Chris Sale territory. I don't see that curve working. I do. I think that curve's going to be nasty. I think his fastball, once his shoulder gets right, is going to be 95-96. And he's developing a slider. And so if he can use his slider like John Gray uses his curveball, John Gray's curveball is an average pitch. It's not that great. But he uses it in a way that plays up because he throws the fastball and the slider so hard and so often, players just are not expecting that curveball. Right. When John Jeff, Gray had his good start a couple, not this three innings that he went last night, but the start before that, yeah, he struck out guys on his curveball a lot because, like you were saying, they weren't, yeah, like they couldn't hit it because they weren't ready for it. Yeah, I mean, his fastball goes 95, 96, his slider is upper 80s, and then all of a sudden he's got this 79, 81 mile an hour curveball, and you're just not ready for it. And that's the same with Jeff. I think he's going to have that high 70s, low 80s curveball. He's going to have his fastball 96, 97. Then he's just going to mix a slider and they're all of a sudden at 87 and the hitters aren't going to know what to do with it. All right. So Hoffman's your, Hoffman's your, that's, that's who you're putting the farm on. I, I so have I, been on Hoffman for the last two months and I just feel like he's, he's too he talented. Yeah. He's too talented to not be good. That's, that's my thing is he's too talented to not well, be good. Can he just be Pomeranz? No. Okay. Hey, Drew Pomeranz has actually <laughs> melded himself into a decent starter in Boston. Because he's not at court. Crazy. Yeah. Well, and we messed with his development really well. Well, and there's, uh. we've talked about it before uh, that Pomeranz is another example of a guy that we drafted to do one thing and then tried to force him to do something else. I think he's the poster child for the very end of that regime. I think he's the reason why Dan O'Dowd and Bill Givett are no longer employed. <laughs> And it's just that it's that thing that I'll never understand is that they we draft guys and Gray is an example of a guy that we've let do his thing and yeah he's working on a curveball but they didn't try to like make his curveball his main pitch or anything like that. We drafted Gray to throw a fastball and a slider and Gray throws a fastball and a slider whereas guys like Pomeranz we drafted to throw that threw a fastball and a slider and then we tried to make him throw all these breaking stuff in Coors and it didn't work. And yeah, I mean you're right that was very much a Guyvet and O'Dowd thing and that's why they Guyvet doesn't work anywhere. I know Dad is on MLB network. And that with that dog bark, it means it's time for your favorite break in the segment. So we're probably going to um, answer some predictions from the prediction thread and see who says what and what do they know and, you know, all those when did they And when did, what, what, what do they know and when did they know it? Yeah. yeah. What's the show on on BoJack Horseman? BoJack. Yeah. Hollywood stars. <laughs> yeah. Colorado Rocky subreddit yeah. stars. What do they know? <laughs> How do they know it? We're going to figure this out after the break. All right. See you guys on the other side. Breaking news, the Rockies have optioned Jairo Diaz, Harrison Musgrave, Brooks Pounders, and Daniel Castro to the minor leagues. So, our roster we lost starting the to take musket? shape. And we lost the Poundsman. The Pounds. But So, the Rockies are really shaping out their roster, is what it sounds like. I thought Jairo Diaz had a chance to make the club out of spring, but I, I guess not. 
Uh, Diaz last that's, night that's, was throwing. He threw pretty well, and he was throwing hard last night. Yeah, but like we discussed earlier, Ross Cup. <laughs> yep, no options. That's true. Good point. Yep. Solid point. Um, and then the lineup for today was uh, Yancey's starting, even though he's in the minors now. Apparently, he can do that. Yeah, I think that's just a roster thing, you know. Yeah, yeah the rules in spring training are pretty loose. Yeah, I don't think Major League Baseball really cares. <laughs> I guess not. So it's yeah. I mean, I guess as they slowly option more and more and more, they're uh, yeah, they're really. I feel like our roster oh. is pretty much set. No, the thing that was interesting is they they did option Daniel Castro. So that and basically so we, makes us think that Blake is healthy. Blake is Blake healthy. A, yeah, he played first base last night for a while. Blake Ooh, did really. Yeah. What else intrigues me is maybe they keep Walters. Yeah, maybe they run a three catchers. Three catchers and Walters has an infield glove. I mean, why not for a couple games? And they carried three catchers at various points in the season last year when we had Ryan Hannigan. <laughs> the uh, man Who I think the Indians just cut Hannigan. Yeah. I, and I, of, I think he's out of baseball right now. And please, Jeff Breidich, please don't make don't, that splash. Don't please. sign Ryan Hannigan. Just because we were united with Cargo. <laughs> yeah, don't. Please no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ryan Hannigan is not a good locker room presence. Yeah, please no. Let's go with that. Um, so we're gonna we were gonna talk about some of the predictions that we made, and we finally figured out what the BoJack Horseman was. So we're gonna go with uh, Colorado Rockies subreddit stars and celebrities. What do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. Um, nice. So some of the predictions we had with JD Salinger was, Martinez. Yes. <laughs> CRT 235 really went out on a limb and uh, is praising Nolan to win a gold glove. Yeah, I could certainly see that. His yeah, main competition be... is probably, I don't even know, Rendon, Justin Turner. Is Machado still at 30s or going to move to short? Differently. Well, hey, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry. We're talking about best ever, though. Um, best ever. Uh, Rendon's got a decent glove. He was actually rated higher in uh, Ultimate Zone rating than Nolan last year. But the Nolan, UZR hates Nolan. Yeah, so. it's yeah. so weird. I don't understand how <laughs> defensive run saved has Nolan number one in third base and by a pretty hefty margin, and then UZR has him as like sixth or seventh, which makes yeah, no he, sense to me. It just it doesn't. Like I used him. to and appreciate I, the plays that Turner made at third. Yeah, but but he's hurt now, so you're done. Yeah, he's gonna broken. Yeah, out. I think yeah. that Ultimate Zone rating um, is part of it is um, it's imperfect. Well, it's not. I don't want to say it's imperfect. I mean, it is like none of those advanced stats are going to be no. perfect. But I think that a lot of it is the way it looks at zones and balls that maybe Nolan, because he Nolan doesn't have a good. He's got a great first step. He doesn't have good speed. Like the reason Nolan's a good defender is because his he's got instincts and he like reacts to the ball so well. But if Nolan didn't have that reaction time, then his he'd be a terrible fielder because he's. Slow. He's, He's a slow guy. Slow. So zone. Have you I think seen zone him run for the triple? Oh my god. Duh. I think zone Hilarious. rating dislikes him because he isn't fast. Like he's not reaching those zones in a way that a Rendon does. He's reaching those zones in a way that's like an instinctual thing, and it's hard to quantify that. His zones yeah. and his buckets are kind of restricted, yeah. but anything yeah. that's close to him, he's gonna he's gonna get. Well, and and it's 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 not even necessarily anything that's close to him. It's just that the way that zone rating works is that it's like going from zone to zone to zone. Whereas um, Nolan kind of almost starts out in the zone he needs to be in. It's yeah, it's just it's hard to 
zone rating is never going to like Nolan because Nolan does isn't fast. Right. That'd be, that's the easiest way to say it. Uh, John, do you want to read your prediction? Oh, I mean, we kind of did it. I'm changing it ever so slightly, so don't get mad, people. Uh, I still I'm have mad. 85 and 77, um, but I no longer think we'll tie with Arizona because I officially hate Arizona. I would just like to throw that out there. I hate Cause. everything about them because they're not better than us, and it makes me angry that people think they are. They're not, okay? Hey, they and got so, a humidor, so... Yeah, now they're going to finish last in the NL West. They're, oh. The Padres are going to beat them because that's how Fantasies. angry I am at Arizona. I could go on a really long rant, but I won't. My second point was John Gray will have an ERA- minus in the top 15 in all of baseball. Uh, for those that don't know, ERA- minus takes into a park uh, takes into account park factors. So anything below 100 is above average. Everything above 100 is below average. And John Gray, I think, had a 79 last year in only 110 innings. It is a rate stat, so it helps out that he only pitched 110. But I think he's going to have a great year. And then, like I said, Trevor Story, third best hitter, and Jeff Hoffman leads the starters in Cape Breton. And you say rate stat again because it's kind of more of a percentage yeah, the rather more than you a counting go. stat like WRC. Yeah, the more you go, the more. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah, you you yeah. you you're you're close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you go by if you if you set the bar at a hundred innings pitched last year, which Gray had a hundred and ten, um, Gray had the nineteenth best ERA minus in baseball, and it was a seventy three. Seventy three. Uh, uh, Corey Kluber was number one with an ERA minus of fifty. So to put John Gray's nineteenth into perspective, yeah, Kluber had a fifty. So Klubot was. There's he a reason why he won the Cy Young. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Uh, you you guys want to guess who the worst ERA minus was last year with at least 100 innings pitched? Just tell me it's Jordan Lyles. Yes, please tell me it was Jordan Lyles. It's not Jordan Lyles. Oh, come on. But it is Ubaldo Jimenez. Nice. Oh. <laughs> Who's currently out of a job. Yeah. 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 Still, so one, well, 154 ERA minus last year. Good job. Yeah, he was bad. Yeah, right. he was bad. So <laughs> moving on, uh, pass for Patty. Uh, Rosie... Prediction with uh, 1972, first wild card with the Brewers taking a second wild card. Um, Gray finishes fifth in Cy Young. That's Basically, bold. went as a Coors pitcher. I'll take it. Yeah, that's bold. Um, he thinks Arizona goes to the bottom of the West. I bet his version is close to mine. It's mostly just hating them. <laughs> he thinks just it's going to be third as Padres, fourth are Giants, and fifth is Diamondbacks. That's bold. That is bold. Ooh, the the bold prediction that Pastor yeah. Patty made is Cargo has a three twenty season with thirty eight homers and one hundred and twenty RBI. Mm, thirty eight uh, homers I is a lo- lot. I love Cargo. Cargo is not going to thirty eight homers is a lot. <laughs> I'd be happy with twenty home runs from Cargo. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh. I think Pat's for Patty's post is 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 a populist post he's going for I like it the favorable opinion which yeah I get it I get I it I like sure. it. Um, I'm just going to do mine real quick. I went 83 and 79 because I've been kind of pessimistic this season. They didn't make the signings that I wanted them to make. Addition through subtraction is great, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I don't believe Desmond's going to continue his... I mean, I think he's going to stay the same or worst. And we are going to stay above 500, but the Brewers passes just because something clicks for them. Jimmy Nelson wins Cy Young in his three months he pitches there? (laughs) Maybe. Jimmy. Poor Jimmy. Jimmy Nelson. If so we the next sign one we somebody, have we'd be fine. If we just if we sign somebody in July, I'd think we'd be great. You but. know, a, a, a point that I keep hearing come up that is kind of bringing me 
towards that this this side of that argument is that um, you know we all are unhappy that Luke Roy didn't get signed, and we're saying, well, we didn't make any signings because we you know we didn't resign Luke Roy, and everything just stayed the same. But we also are getting six months of Chris Iannetta versus two months of Jonathan Lucroy. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of at-bats that are going to go to Iannetta that went instead to Tony Walters and Tom Murphy and Ryan Hannigan last year. So in that regard, we did take a step forward offensively. We can remember JC's point about the money, too, is that we didn't spend that much this offseason. We might have some extra and just say, yeah, let's get somebody who we can trade for. We didn't spend much, We didn't spend anything on the offense. We spent a boatload That's on pitching. That's true. Yeah, I think we're $9 million short of where we were last year, which Mr. Monfort, in his graciousness, reminded the same uh, as last year. Which so, And I think we're like eight and a half, nine million short of that. So I, I've always been of the opinion signing. that if the Rockies... Like in 2007, imagine how much the Rockies made on merchandise sales, ticket sales, everything like that. I know. That. Like, I've always been of the opinion that if you spend money to put that product on the field you're gonna see the results because our our attendance was good last year like late in the season it was good which Coors is always gonna have good attendance because it's a great thing to do on a Friday night but last come September when the weather gets a little worse and kids are back in school and everything like that attendance usually falls off a cliff and last year you were seeing sellouts all through September and that I mean that's a that's a quantifiable thing that you can look at and say hey we spend this money and we got butts in the seats all through September that's that's lying in our pockets. You got to get people in there in May though. You got to get people in like the June swoon. The yeah June is tough and June is tough too. Like that's that's tough for a lot of teams just because yeah. then kids get out of school and families go on vacation. We have the worst June swoon though. Well, yeah, we do. Think about Cleveland how good Cleveland is and they struggle to sell tickets there. Think about how yeah. good that team is. People do not go to. Indians games, which is weird. It is weird. They're, They're a really a good, good team. team, and the ballpark I've heard is a really nice ballpark. I've heard it's in a nice area of Cleveland. I just don't understand. I'm not, I've never been to Cleveland, so don't know anything about it. But it just seems weird because they Cleveland turn out is, for they turn out for Cavaliers games. Mm. Cleveland is bouncing back. I kind of wonder. You know, Cleveland has a reputation for their weather, and I wonder if it's just if sitting in humid cleveland in the middle of the summer is just miserable so cleveland was 22nd in attendance last year that's ridiculous i can tell you from experience sitting in humidity in the college road series like i do every single year it is it can be brutal a little miserable among teams that made the playoffs cleveland is the worst at 22nd arizona is second worst they're 20th yeah i don't another reason why arizona is terrible arizona is terrible the worst baseball team ever the thing with Arizona, too, is you can't even blame the weather because they play in a climate-controlled stadium. Yeah, but it looks gross in there. I mean, it just does. Like, yeah. I, this is me separate hating on Arizona. But like, really, when you look at it on TV, it's dark. It just does not look appealing. It, you know, and you're not – it's funny because if you think of, like, Miller Park, which is a similar stadium to Chase Field, um, Miller Park is gorgeous. It and looks you're right. bright in there. Yeah, yeah, Arizona Arizona just, there's something dark, dark about Arizona. Worst it's, state in the union. Yeah. Worst. <laughs> I, People from there. Arizona are going to hate me as Ian's hate me now. You <laughs> hate Ian's. You hate Arizona's. I literally hate everything about Arizona. Basically, anything with an I and A and an N in it is not That's your true. Friend. Yeah. Do you God, hate so do you many hate, reasons do you hate, to hate Arizona? Wait, do you hate Talking Stick then? 
Um, never been. It looks nice. I also hate Arizona <laughs> because their basketball team ruined my bracket. So there's another reason to hate Arizona. Let me just get all my Arizona hot takes. Well, out. if we're going on teams ruining people's <laughs> brackets, then Maryland has to be like your least favorite state ever. Maryland's dope, though. It's because they use big. a Y instead of an I. If it was Maryland with an yeah, I, you're right. we'd be done. Be out. <laughs> John, what about uh, Arnotta Stubble's comment? <laughs> so, struggling early with defining the lineup, finishing strong with the young bats. He's got us, or they, I should I should not assume this is a man. They have us at 90 and 72 and snagging the first wild card because of our pitching, which I think most would agree that's our strong suit. So, that's pretty optimistic. So that's weird. another 90 win prediction. I'm so never going to get used to the Rockies having good pitching. Yeah, that's three predictions today that we've heard of 90 wins. So I want to point out with Arenado Stubble is that they are a new um, baseball fan. Admittedly so. They said a couple of days ago that I'm a newer baseball fan and no diddly. What kind of things should I pay attention to as far as stats from spring training? Um, and that's not to knock their opinion at all. I just think no. it's kind of cool that we have people that Welcome. are new baseball fans that are excited about the Rockies. They're not looking at the Rockies and going, oh, I'll watch some baseball, but they're not very good. They're looking at the Rockies and going, this team's going to win 90 games. I'll believe it when I see Rockies games on at bars. Yeah, I guess That's it depends. I, I guess I, I make it a point to go to places I know are going to be showing games, but last year there were certainly... Somehow just triggered my phone. Um, <laughs> last year... That was weird. Last year I... Uh, Went to a lot of places that were showing the game. Actually, one that stuck out to me was going to bars in the World Baseball Classic was on with sound, and people were cheering for the World Baseball Classic, which crazy. was kind of awesome. I know Ten Barrel's got a good special. Blake Street Tavern's pretty good, usually. Seen El Chirito. Anyway, we're, we're also trying to figure out, if you're going to opening day in two weeks, um, a lot of us are going. If there's a bar you want to he- head to first, um, let us know. Leave a comment. Uh, Leave yeah, a we can, we'll, maybe we'll maybe we'll sticky a thread next like Saturday or Sunday just to say hey if anybody wants to meet up I think yeah. you know we're almost actually now we're creeping up on six thousand subscribers um, crazy. which is awesome and so Thank there you yeah, are going to be a lot of people going downtown and and it's always fun to meet up and have a beer it's true um, maybe we could have a beer with Daddy Sprinkles um, nice who's just it. hoping for a decent <laughs> season. Doing my best to be serious here. No, you're that's good. A, that's, yeah, a, that's, a going, sen- that's a sentence you never thought you'd say. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy Sprinkles. Uh, I mean, we're laughing, so we appreciate it, Daddy Sprinkles. Um, he doesn't think we'll be in the playoffs. I'm, but still fighting for a playoff spot. I think that's still positive. Even if yeah. you don't think we'll make the playoffs, you at least think enough to be fighting for a playoff spot. Most people are thinking we're above 500 team who might fight for a wild card spot. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's something you mentioned. It's it's a it's a we're coming into a season going, hey, we're going to be above 500. How far above 500 are we going to be? And that's such a it's great rare feeling as a Rockies fan. I love it. It's Just throwing that out there. Hot so take. below that, you have David Sack 16, who I think makes the most optimistic prediction in the entire thread and Oof. says that the Rockies will win the NL West with a 95 and 67 record. So 95 wins is a lot. I almost don't know if 95 wins wins the NL West just because the yeah. Dodgers are that good. Um, yeah. And it's also, we have never won the division. So that would be the in our 26th season would be our first division title. Still Ever ahead of Miami. 20- yeah. Ever since 2010, well, I've basically said it is very unlikely the Colorado Rockies will 
ever win the National League West with the Dodgers and with there not being a salary cap. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's funny because neither of the teams that came in in 93, us and the Marlins, have ever won our division. Um, the Marlins obviously have won two World Series without ever winning their division. But, yeah, neither team that came in in 93 has ever won their division. Hmm. Those stupid 97 teams have. The, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, they won in... They won the World Series in what ninety seven and two thousand three. The Marlins did, but they won it as a wild card both times. Wait, has so, Tampa ever won the AL East? I don't know. I know. I know Arizona's won the AL West. Tampa has. Oh wait, did they win. Did oh wait, they, they went to the World Series right after us, which was yeah. kind of cool to have like Rockies Rays back to back World Series, even though we both lost. I think that they went in as a wild card that year, though, because Sounds I'm right. pretty sure I'm pretty sure that Boston won the division in 2008. Oh, you're probably right because they were coming off that stupid World Series title. Yeah, when we had an eight day layoff and went cold. Blah. You know, I still Danny I Boston. as much as it as much as it bugs me. Oh, the the Rays won the division in 2008. 2008. Nice. Yeah. Stupid 97 teams. Stupid 97 as much teams. as it bugs me, I think that um, even without that layoff, Boston beats us in the World Series. I just don't think that we get swept necessarily. Yeah, I, I just wanted the possibility in the some, World Series. Yeah, That's all I was asking nice. for. Yeah, yeah, it was a little depressing. There's also possible like right issues, but we're just yeah, going to mumble through those. <laughs> um, so next up is Rocks217, who has us at 162-0. 162-0, I can't speak. That would be dope. But also, they say maybe 88-74. <laughs> Won't be enough for the division, but hopefully another wild card, which I think 88 wins would be good enough for a wild card. I'd be hard pressed to think so. 88 wins doesn't make a playoff. It'd be tough. 88 would be good. We talked about the fact that night that the NL kind of in general is going to be a lot of cannibalization because there are a lot of good teams in every division in the NL. Yeah, yeah. especially the NL West. I mean, there are NL West. Mm-hmm. At least Phillies look better. Mets if they stay healthy. Yeah. NL Central has yeah. three teams. I think what happened is the AL Central is just really, really bad now. Really bad. And everybody just really moved bad. away from the AL Central into the NL, and all the NL teams are better now. I wish we could have a. There's never been a year of the NL where you're like, wow, every or in the NL West at least that you're like, wow, every team is bad. Like this, this division's up for grabs. It's every team is good, and this division's up for grabs. I ju- I wish there was just that one magical <laughs> year that it was like, wow, the Rockies are good, and nobody else is. But that's never happened. Yeah, I mean, era, it used to yeah. be it was Dodgers, Giants, Dodgers, Giants, Giants, Dodgers. You know. And the Giants are. We we talked about it before we started the podcast, but they're. They're gonna have they're gonna have a rough go of it, especially the first couple months of the season. We hope. Yep. No Mad Bum. No Samarja. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, Legacy Legacy three two three three, who is Evan, who we've had on the podcast before, um, has us at eighty six and seventy six, and thinks that we beat out Arizona. For Arizona sucks. Spot. He also thinks that the Brew Crew is gonna take the first wild card spot. Thinks that no one wins a Gold Glove. Thinks that John Gray has a career season. He thinks that Desmond makes a very slight improvement or doesn't improve at all. Um, sees K-Free having a rough patch, but then cementing a spot in the rotation. Hoff will continue to struggle, so he is against John boo. there. And then thinks mm. that Antonio Sensatella ends the season in the rotation. So Not I think boo. he's with John there. <laughs> Not boo. It's weird. I feel like the more I'm seeing it and hearing it over and over again and like analyzing the off season, the possibilities of what happened last season, I keep feeling like, you know, maybe maybe Milwaukee's rotation really isn't that good and maybe the Diamondbacks rotation takes a step back. But on the same vein, 
was to say that we don't take a step back. Well, let's throw this out here for Arizona as well. Their best hitter last year was J.D. Martinez, who's in Boston. There you go. Their third best hitter was Chris Iannetta, who is now ours. Thank you. He's on our team. Yeah. It's, it, I, I know how frustrated you are, John, and I get it. It's weird that every prognosticator has Arizona as better than us when they got worse. And I mean, I they were better than us last season, but they got worse, and I think we got better. Unless, like, Yoshi Hirano turns out to be, like, the next Jesus... <laughs> <laughs> and that's, they don't have they, they're another team that doesn't have a closer like they're there are three they, guys that might be Arizona's closer I, I really like Archie Bradley man um, I mean I hate the guy but I hate good. the guy but I like him <laughs> um, but there's people thinking that he might not be the closer he might be the Miller which is fine I don't I don't mind and yeah, then maybe we, the Arizona could just mismanage him and say, you know what? It's the fourth inning. This is a crazy spot. Let's throw Archie Bradley in. And Zach Cranky's arm has fallen off, so we need to put uh, Archie Bradley in. Quick mention, Nintendo Lad. Thanks for the optimism. We hope we stay in contention all season long. Hope we have all the fun season. Do our best. Can't hate that. And Mad Dingers accurately describes it as wholesome. Oh, that's our that's, creator right there. Yeah, that's the subreddit creator. Know. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> Bow down. Error term has this 85 and 77, who is not good enough for a wild card spot because of stiff competition from the Cardinals and or Brewers. But he's got Cargo and Story both having good years. Uh, he thinks Gray has a good year. Um, he what thinks losing think? Chatwood's a big deal, which is surprising to me. Just watching Story's plate presence um so far this spring uh yeah i'm i'm on the train of story having a good year he just he looks like a different hitter to me in a good way can you put I, a I, number I like story can you put a number on gray's era sub this four. year it was mm. sub four last year yeah but i want i want more specific so we can actually be wrong <laughs> it's it was three seven nine last year if i i'm pretty sure i want to say three six two no three seven nine no 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 for this year oh I got. Oh. Uh, I got three four eight. I'm gonna go super wow. specific. Three four eight. What'd you say, Zach? Three six two. I said three I'll six just, two. I'll, I'll just cut you guys right in the middle and say three five five. Nice, good job. All right, Way to be in the middle. <laughs> That's happens. a hot take right there. Hot take. Somebody takes the middle number. <laughs> All right. So, uh, who wants to read this next username? Um. Let's uh, just abbreviate the first uh, letter of each one. Yeah. <laughs> so P M W H N O. I think I think Namo is is Nameo? one word. Yeah. No, I think it's like we Bingo. Bingo was we'll his name. Yeah. We'll just go with so and so was his name. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, so he says, "Great start. Nice." Followed by that all ever present June swoon. Trades for a solid vet starter, which I would not be a fan of, but. To each their own. Pair of hitters also, which carries us through August. And we start clicking again in September to an 89 and 73 record, hosting the wild card and winning. And then beating the Nats in the next round as their playoff struggles continue. And then mm. losing the NLCS to Kershaw and the Dodgers. So yep, that's, that's pretty assuming, much all I'm he said. His, I'm assuming his second bullet point there is the Dodgers. I, I don't uh, know. I, at first, I thought it was the Cardinals because yeah, it kind I don't, of. I don't, works out that way but yeah. right yeah i don't know i guess it says something about how we feel about other fan or other yeah. teams that we could put so many names to yeah that. that's um, true <laughs> well, i mean we have respect for the cardinals just when i think of like that first word i think of like a, a maybe a bird maybe a red bird 
something like that. C Cardinal. I'm so impressed C. with John's recent um, announcing. June Swoon. June Swoon. I'm working yeah, on my announcer have, voice. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, I can, we'll uh, maybe I can. Maybe I can hit a gig with the Storm Chasers down the street. What do they call that? The Atlantic Storm accent. We need you to do the Atlantic accent for the entire pod next uh, week. Uh, I feel like I just so want to late check in. Rocky like, take on the Cubs in the World Card World Wild Card <laughs> yeah. Game. Three rocks yeah. win gold gloves. <laughs> You need to get a filter that makes you a little grainy. Oh gosh! Perfect. Get some vaudeville going on. Late check-in <laughs> says three peep, three Rockies win gold gloves. Who are they? Arenado, DJ, and Story. I asked, and then he said he's not going to put names to it. So I just cool. want to project some optimism. If so, if, if I had to guess, I would say Arenado. I would say DJ. I don't think they're going to give it to Story. <laughs> as great as Story is, I just don't see them ever giving it to him. I mean, who well, else would be the third? Yeah. With Brandon Crawford and uh, Brandon Crawford's a I know really he is. Defender, so. I know. Um, Watch it Cardo. turns up being I mean, Desmond. It's, be it's just God. <laughs> and he's still gonna have negative one. And there's like some clause in his contract that says it's fifteen million dollars. He gets gold glove. <laughs> he gets a gold glove. It's an automatic two year extension. You know who we could? You know who we could have win a gold glove? Who's actually a really good um, defender is Kyle Freeland. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. Did you see that throw last year? Yeah. Oh. So that's that's good. Good. We can see a pitcher gold glove. Yeah. Little Greg Maddox. We'll never get a Cy yeah. Young, but just give us a gold glove. Yeah. What did Greg Maddox win? 15 in a row or something yeah, silly like that? Yeah, that was ridiculous. Like that. He that was deserved dumb. it. Um, Hurley Birdie, she has us at roughly the same as last year. In it all year, but barely squeaking a wild bird spot with 89 wins, which 89 wins seems to be about a theme coming yeah. across to 88, 89, 90. I think 89 is a little rosy, but I could see it. I'd be happy with it. Chuckles McFist Punch, which is a great name. I'll take it. Us, he has this 82 and 80. He says this threat is way more optimistic than he is. Um, That's fair. 82 and 80, good for third in the division, which is still above 500. Take so it. We, we're not seeing many predictions. I don't think we've seen a prediction below 500 so far. Well, we'll finish with one. Uh, mm. our next up is Hugo Hackenbush, fellow Nebraska, and I know that much, so nothing else I know about them. Uh, they also uh, say 90 wins and a wild card and thinks that we complain a lot about little things, which is fair, I guess. But Well, we're trying to make the team better by because because the one complaint that I would ever have would obviously make the team better. Yeah, and I, I don't think the I don't think we're off base in that. It's not like like I, I commented under it. Do you really think we're that negative? Because every prediction in there has us at eighty two wins is the lowest we've seen so far. Right. Well, and to your point of the sub not being negative, I don't think it is either. And I actually made a comment during the uh, end of the season last year in a game thread thanking people for that because if you go to three years ago the pirate subreddit for example oh my gosh talk about unwelcoming and negative and everything like that and we have a subreddit that people come in and have never been there before and it's like hey join us and talk some baseball i i appreciate how we're very open to new people yeah it's it's i'm i appreciate how we have a low amount of people who end up being like problematic you know and they're mostly trolls mostly trolls yeah and yeah um, and it's some, and it's something that it it's I guess it helps that the Rockies were good last season, but I don't I don't feel like our sub has a negative tone to it. I mean, even in 2015 when we were bad, we still mm-hmm. had fun game threads. I mean, there were the couple that Zach just talks to himself for three innings, which is funny. <laughs> Somebody had to, to do it. I had upon. to keep it alive, man. Yeah. I, know, I think I stumbled of... into that in like the sixth inning, and there was like 13 <laughs> comments, and 11 of them were Zach, and I was like, "What's going on?" I'm just trying to make sure people know I was still there. Oh yeah, I'm with you, dog. 
So uh, Sharknado 2016 says that we'll all complain about Bud Black's choice of lineup and batting orders. That's true. I always is, do. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair because there's not a reason for Charlie Blackman to be leading off. No, um, there's not, Bud. Nolan makes three plays a week that get posted on our baseball where we do the battle with Chris Bryant fans bringing up WRC+. Plus. Uh, in a gif of a web gem and O's fans finally having to pick a side. There you yes. Because <laughs> no longer Manny Machado. Well, and so MLB put out their um, stats for Diamond Dynasty and MLB The Show, and they have Nolan as the best third baseman and by a pretty fair margin. And they have him as the be- the third best position player in baseball. So you know, and in fantasy, he, he goes higher because he's got more RBIs usually. I think he's number two clutch. the other day. Yeah, I yeah, I think he's a great player. And then we, I guess we can end on the one pessimistic prediction with, from somebody called Broken Boar, uh, who has us at seventy-eight and eighty-four. So, what goes wrong to get us there? I would say the offense. Um, you know, stays the same as last year. Yeah, I th- you know, it's hard to say. You I mean every team has to worry about injuries? It's just the fact of baseball. I mean the. Maybe the Dodgers not so much just because they're so incredibly deep, it's unfair. But every team has to worry about injuries. If Corey Kluber got hurt for the Indians, suddenly the Twins have a shot at the Central. If, you know, uh, Houston probably not. Never mind. Don't forget I mentioned Houston. Uh, if, like, the Yankees lose, Greg Bird's hurt right now. And now they're going to have Neil Walker playing first base. That's a hit. That makes Boston probably the favorite in the NL East. Well, and even outside of injuries, something to worry about is um, like Freeland and Marquez, especially going through a sophomore slump together, which is something that could happen. They could stay healthy, but just not be good. Well, and we, we saw always think Trevor Story last year had a rough year after yeah. a great rookie year. And we are so, so optimistic on Sensatella, but it's possible. Yeah, I mean, it's it's and it's possible that Wade Davis is hurt. He was hurt at the end of last year. It's possible he has some elbow thing and he's out for a month or two and that shortens the bullpen by one person. And it's possible Brian Shaw's spring struggles carry into the regular season. Something that I have seen with Shaw is that Shaw has worked a lot of innings the last five years. Every I think every year he's got at least seventy five innings, which is that's a lot for a reliever to work at least an inning in half your games is is a pretty high number. Mm -hmm. Um so a worry with Shaw is that he's worked a lot over the last five years, and that can be troublesome for a reliever. And it's possible that even if he is you know, good to go, your body is different when you play at altitude. It just is. And so yeah, reco- it's, recovery times aren't as good. Yeah. yeah, so it's possible he tells Bud, yep, I'm available just like he would in Cleveland, and huh. he really isn't because his body just – isn't ready for it which is something that i think we saw holland go through last year and granted he was coming off tommy john so that has a whole layer to it but um in in august i think holland was just tired because in september holland was holland again yeah it would it would it wouldn't i mean it's not unfathomable to have 78 wins it's just i don't see it happening but it's not it's not crazy we signed a super pen but the thing is there's still always the possibility that we have the McGee effect. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I think the difference with McGee, um, this year, as opposed to when he first got here is, uh, McGee, as we talked about, came over in the Corey Dickerson trade. So McGee was pitching here, not by choice. And then when he signed with the Rockies by choice, it kind of changed his outlook on things to the point that McGee is a big reason that Wade Davis has signed with us. Um, so, 
when guys are choosing to sign and pitch at Coors Field, they're saying, I can take on Coors Field and I can beat it, which I think is just an entirely different mentality of, I got traded to pitch at Coors Field. And it's a different mentality than we've probably had for the first 23 years of our existence. I remember when yeah. Freeland was drafted, he says, yeah, I want to give me the challenge. Yeah, Freeland Kyle. crying when he got drafted by the Rockies is like... Uh, Him I mean, hugging that, his dad was a... Oh, yeah. Top yeah, 170 the, moments. Yeah, it's yeah. just the greatest thing ever. All right. So. Um, we got to get going so that way um, John can try to have his revenge for the third time in our fantasy league. I'm going to win it this year. No, okay, yes. lose in a second. So good luck to everybody but John. Yeah. Rude. John, why don't you uh, just get second place again? Why don't you all just be like Arizona and be bad? Ooh. <laughs> or Ian. Quick, quick mention. We every week get questions about is it available here? Is it available here? Is it available here? Um, the podcast is available on iTunes. It's available on Google Play. It's available. If you have a podcasting app, you can find it. Just search Rockpile. Um, and I believe, Zach, that you have tried to get it on Spotify. Uh, they only go like for high business so spo- people. So, so Spotify hates us, so we're not on Spotify. But if Spotify, the Arizona on. Diamondbacks of <laughs> streaming places. So outside of Spotify, if you have a place that you listen to podcasts, you can likely find our podcast. Or just go there. to podcast.com on your browser. Yeah, and yes, I mean, if you have an if you have an Apple phone or an Android phone, it's super easy to download it. You can set it. I don't know about Apple because I don't have one, but on my Android, I can just set it to download the second one's released. Boom, Zach posts it. Download. Yep. Oh, and this one is obviously late because Jack's doing something. And also, we always want to thank Jack for his audio editing. We never do literally. Anything. We couldn't do this without Jack. Jack is the bomb. So, all right, all right, guys. Go. Well, I hope you have a good week and good luck in fantasy. Not good luck in fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, John. Bye. See you, everybody. Bye. See you guys. Stars, we're in a bar.